Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the two things you're doing that are doing wrong, that are absolutely screwing your ability to sell personal training and your ability to sell anything that's really high value or expensive. So um, Don and I have seen a lot of this stuff lately as we start to work with some more and more gym owners in our Gear Academy group. And we want to make sure that we kind of share some of these lessons with you. Um, yeah. So before we get started... Get in the Facebook group, the Gym Owners Revolution. Link is in the description. If you want to get in the Gear Academy, which is the uh, monthly coaching business development product that we're working with gym owners directly every day, constantly about the things they need to be doing this week, today, tomorrow to make their business better, helping them make the decisions, help guiding them through this, some of these processes, giving them the resources that we have to make these next few steps of developing your business very efficient, very effective, and all the things that they need to be to make sure that you can be successful delivering your service to people, making your city, your community a healthier place and doing it without being a scumbag and getting paid to do it. So all that stuff's in the link in our description. So let's get started, though, John. I am your host at Tyler F. and Stone. My co-host over there is John at JBanksFL. Hi, John. Hi, Tyler. And follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Let's get right to it. We don't have any ads, just our only ads are ourselves. All right. So we've been seeing some stuff here and we've been running through. This is things we've noticed in gyms that I work with in person, gyms that we work with remotely um, with the Gear Academy. Um, we've been going through trying to help people with like just what their sales process is. When somebody walks into your gym, what's motivating them to walk in their gym? What content are they seeing? Is it social media? Is it physical? What What is that client journey from when somebody Peaks, their interest gets peaked about joining your gym, the time they walk into your gym, the time they meet with somebody, and the time they get told what they can do, what they can buy, and then when they buy it, right? What is What does that process look like? And what I found, you guys, is um, a lot of you guys do some really fucking stupid shit about it, and I fucking hate it. I don't understand it, and I want to preface this whole part of this conversation that I know why some of these things exist in your business and but for the most part i think uh you don't and i don't and i'm by the way i'm just sitting here from the outside and i'll be shitting on a few things a few concepts that a lot of gyms do um, but i do think you need to know that a lot of time the most common situation when we talk to gym owners about changing their products their pricing how they structure you know the the explanation of their services the one thing we have we work the hardest to get through to them is Jesus, just because you are doing it this way, it doesn't mean this is the way you need to continue to do it. And it's your business. It's your system. We, we've, I've watched, remember the, one of our gym owners in California, when we explained to them like, oh, you don't have to do this this way. And it was this intro offer. It was kind of labor intensive and they were giving a lot of time away to the people. I was like, this thing, people don't want to buy it. And when they do, like you're on the hook for a lot of time. Like that kind of sucks. You can just get rid of it. And they went, oh. Shit. It's like a huge weight off the shoulder. Yeah, and I want you guys, before I dive in all this, you need to realize that anything that you're doing in your business that sucks for you or that you think is wrong or that, or maybe that I'm telling you wrong, like don't, don't be married to a thing that is failing and that just is not working for you. So just know, like, just change it. Just change it. Give it a try. It doesn't matter. Businesses always change policies. McDonald's dollar menu ain't a dollar anymore. Like I'm the only one that cries about it on this podcast every other week. But it's not that big of a deal if you want to change your pricing. Change your membership rates. Don't, you know, you don't have to fuck over everybody who's already paying. But if you want to double your rate tomorrow on anyone new that comes in, the fine. Just do it. Make that decision for you and for your business and go with it. And then change it when you're wrong. So I would say it's, it's a lot easier to see it, right? Or feel it. And you may yeah. not know that your shit's broken. And so uh, some key ways I know one is how you know that something is wrong is if you are consistently getting somebody that walks through the door, you give your big fucking spiel, whatever it is that you say on how you talk about your shit and you get done and you're like, God, this is going really, really good. And you finish and you have this blank thousand yard stare and someone's just, and you're like, Oh no, like they didn't, they didn't catch. And it was, and then they're gone. And you're like, God, where did I, where did I fuck up? You don't know what is going on. This is the episode for you. This is the, yeah. If you were, are experiencing that particular scenario, that's what we're diving into. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if, if your spiel is very much about sports performance and high intensity fitness and all that stuff, and you're looking at somebody who needs to lose 80 pounds and they don't connect to it all, you're going to get to 
what another podcast is not around anymore. The, the, the thousand islands stay. That's what, that's what I refer to that one as anyway. So let's get started here. The reasons you're having a hard time getting this stuff done, right? Making sales, big ticket sales, converting people. If you think that very few people that are coming through your door are interested in personal training, whether you do a group fitness or 24 hour model, whatever that is, or just a personal training studio, there's something wrong purely from the expectation standpoint. And that is the first thing. The first thing that you guys are doing wrong is you're setting the wrong expectations. So everyone who's coming in the door is thinking you are about one thing, and then you're going to talk to them about maybe that thing, but then everything else you're trying to get them to do that you're trying to get them to spend more money for is not anything that they expected. And very often might not be stuff that they ever knew that you did. Okay. And that is one of the first things we talk about is like, you're tr if you are trying to talk about high value products in person to somebody, but all your marketing and advertising, all the things you talk about is low value, or even worse, if your core offer is a, a low value product, which is not, I'm, I say low value just relatively, right? It doesn't mean that your ac access to your 24 hour gym is shitty, but it is a low value product. It is, I would say the lowest value product in fitness is just access, right? We can, I think we can all mostly agree with that. Yeah. Um, so just know that if you're selling, if your advertising is about a membership, if you're advertising very much about, um, how do I put this? If your advertising is very much price focused, you're going to get price shoppers and price shoppers wanting the cheapest thing. Now you're not going to sell someone. If you, if you, Hey, if you can do this, great. There's a lot of traditional sales methods that can take somebody who comes in wanting to spend a dollar wanting to spend 40 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month and get them for two grand. That's fucking great for you. You want to fight that uphill battle forever and ever and ever. Even having a conversation with somebody about a $2,000 product or a $1,000 product after they came in knowing that they want the $40 product and when that's the only thing you talk about, that feels bait and switchy to them. You will get them standoffish about your whole thing. If someone comes in and say, I want to join your gym, I'm interested in a membership. And you go, perfect. We have our top option. This is if you go that way and you just go right into a top-down process like the way we prefer that you do, um, you're gonna, there's dis there's dissonance that happens. There is a it is not connected. We always talk about in the gear academy, we want to connect one dot or two dots to each other. We can't connect one dot to another, to another, to another. It moves, it's it's you can't do it that way. So in your advertising, in your marketing, in your ad campaigns, if you're, what you're talking about on social media, it doesn't all have to be about your high ticket stuff. It doesn't all have to be about your high value services, but it should be somewhere in there. Yeah, because you it. do not want to try to sell high value products to people seeking low value products. You're just not going to. That concept we've approached from every angle we possibly can, but it just is the truth. If McDonald's has a $40 ribeye, on their menu, I'm not going there and I'm not buying it. Even if it's awesome, it's just not what I'm doing, you know? And, and even worse, if they never advertised it and I went there and the first thing I said is give me two McDoubles and they go, would you like to try our $40 ribeye? I'm like, what the fuck? No, what are you doing? It says the, if McDonald's starts doing the, would you like to add lobster with that on, on their, on their sides? Like people would be like, fuck, how much is that? No, hell no. I'm just not what I'm here for. That's why Long John Silver's is there. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really important then you need to stay, you need to just take care of trying to attract people who want something of high value. And to zoom back even further, if you're trying to sell high value products and the only thing you're doing to sell those products is hoping that more people come in and want those things, you're fucking up completely and you're just never going to move the needle forward on that. So you just, you need to know, you need to speak about, so this is very easy. A lot of, a lot of gyms out there say functional fitness gyms and 24 hour gyms don't spend any effort trying to speak to the value of their personal training. Mm -hmm. They don't have spent any effort trying to speak to the results of their personal training. And a lot of them have personal training clients too. Like even CrossFit gyms have lots of personal training clients, but all they talk about on their head is group fitness, group fitness, keeping pull how many how, how many members do you have, right? Like, it's never yeah. like, oh, how many people are you personal training is never part of that conversation. How many members do you have? Because you want that. It's the it's the easiest number to just, yeah. It's, so that is a thing I think you need to start figuring out right away. Work on. If you're not selling high value products, struggling to sell high value products right now, go out there and craft 10, 15 social media posts 
about your highest value products, your highest value services, right? It doesn't have to even be specifically about the packages, but just like, hey, did you know we offered nutrition coaching? We can do it for our regular members and for personal training. You just got to, all these things are just mentioning that you have, making a post hiring, saying, hey, we're looking to hire more personal trainers because our personal trainers are full. That's a great strategy to get leads for a personal mm -hmm. trainer right? It's also a great strategy to let other people know who are seeing your stuff that you do personal training and that other people like it and that people pay for it to do it. And your personal trainers are busy. That's you're completely changing and you're completely changing the game on the expectations front where now the expectation, now there's an understanding of, Oh, they do other shit here. I can do more things here. We've shared the story before, but you have the guy that's in you come across and he's talking to you and he's like, I have to leave the gym I'm at because they don't provide personal training. And you kind of sit back, you'd be like, and the way you tell the story is, and I know, I know the owners of this gym and they do it and they do it. But this guy believes that he has to go find another spot, another place to train a totally another community and everything just because he wants to spend more money and he doesn't think it's possible and it's 100 percent the gym owner's fault yeah and the other thing is your ability to move people through your value proposition in the long run you want people to rattle around through your products right not everyone's going to pay personal training for their whole life right some people may come in and do a membership and move and do a personal training for a, a segment or do nutrition coaching for a segment so they can hit the gas a little bit. You know, that's that's the thing that people do, but they're not going to do it if you don't ever talk about it. They're also not going to do it if you're only if they were only seeking the cheapest membership and you're just only doing business with price seekers. And that's the thing that people don't get is I try to explain this to a lot of gym owners is like you're by 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 saying you're just selling this for a discount. If you're making it about the price and that we're cheaper or simply if your offer is convoluted, and we'll get into that later. Um you're going to be solely doing business with people who are fucking paying in your ass. We're going to pay you very little money. And that's the realest shit ever. And, and we've dealt with this in, in, in every single business I've ever been a part of. Every and John, industry. tell me, tell me about the one with your, on, on the, the kind of larger scale digital product thing you were talking about the other day, the percentage of most awful clients. When it comes to who you're dealing with on the digital side or any client that you deal with, that pays you the least amount of money 100% of the time takes up 100% those lowest paying clients are the biggest pain in the ass. Always, always There's a, di a digital piece that I've spent a year selling and working in. And this tells you a, a major company, right? Worth billions of dollars. They took their existing salespeople and they identified that the long tail of all the clients that they have, their entire portfolio, your top 5% of the clients that were existing made up like 80% of the business. Because they're big spenders. Because they were massive, right? It was the whoever spent the most, they spent like 100 plus times more than yeah. your smallest clients. And yet you had these American-based salespeople that were in charge of everybody. There was no no uh, difference between which clients you had. And it took these folks who realized it not very long to be like, well, what we need to do is we need to grow call centers in three areas across the world and have people that are literally part like low minimum wage type people to come in and they're going to take over everyone that only spends a certain amount of money or less <laughs> or, right right like the most that they spend and the cutoff and then we don't allow our american-based salespeople. we don't allow these people they don't even touch them you don't even think about them anymore it was less money the business saved money by literally hiring hundreds of people to now waste their time on small potatoes and then they could have the rest of the sales staff be able to focus only on the top 5% of the company. And the company did better, like beat every possible goal yeah. a year after they did that. So it just shows like it's, you have to be able to have a way 
to either be talking or servicing those highest paying people that you have. Clients who choose your base option will always be your lowest value clients. Understand that they have, let's be honest, the least value to you in your business. Know that. Mm -hmm. And that there is a, like we just described, a predisposition that people who are price seeking or just want low value products. If I want the product that's the cheapest, I want only that. I don't want it to be good. I am not choosing good or having a good experience or having a higher likelihood of success. I am not choosing any of that in place of the cheapest I can get away with. And that may be budgets, it may be whatever, but that is still the reality of the situation. So the people that you are attracting with your low value offer, you're gonna have a you're gonna just you're you, your salespeople, you're gonna eat so many plates of shit. If you try to bring those in and then work them up. And so let's get into the next piece. Okay. The next thing that's screwing you over is that process that you're doing. That sales process. How is that going? How are your products arranged? Um, and that is the thing that kind of brought this to light where John and I needed to talk about this to you guys. Because as I go through this client journey, right? If I find your system to be whatever, I'm, I'm, I, I am interested in joining your gym. I got a little bit of weight to lose. I go through, I see your marketing. It says you got $30 memberships or you have a $5 start today for $5 or some shit, you know, that's enticing to me because I, you know, only have $5 or whatever and I need a gym membership. So that seems great. And so I show up and I go through this. And then what I was getting explained to me is just lots of stuff, right? Okay, if it's complicated, if there's long contract lengths for 24-hour gyms, this is the biggest one. I've seen this every single every single 24-hour gym that I've worked with does this, and I hate this fact like to my soul. Stop charging people a card fee or a setup fee or a what security do you call it? Fee. Security fee or an initiation fee or a um, or whatever, like, like anytime you say the word fees, it sounds shitty. And it's, and by the way, we, we're not tricking anybody anymore. Like you're just trying to cover your bases and you're trying to cover your bases because you have a low value product and then you don't want to, I don't know, I got to make someone make, just make it be after they've bought everything say, Hey, and if you lose this key, it's 20 bucks to get it replaced. Just let that be the case. Right. You do not have to have a $25. So come in. Yeah, it's only five bucks to start, but it's going to be $25 for us to set up your key. Then there's your activation fee. That's $20. And then there's this, and then there's that. And then, and, and then from there, from that moment, you're, the, the fundamental thing that you're doing feels a bait and switchy because it said $5. Now there's fucking fees that we all know are arbitrary. And by the way, you're only offering them because, just because you started doing it. You don't want to undo it. Like it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a little extra boost. I'm not the math makes it just charge more for your base offer, please. If you if you need to get the twenty dollars out of your thing, I'll I'll tell you what you do. Okay, you can do this math. What is the average client? And you should have this data, hopefully. What is the average length that a new member comes in and stays with the gym? Just on average, once when you get a new close. What if it's only six months? What if? Okay. Well, we got to cover twenty dollars. So you know what? Your base membership rate for people starting tomorrow. There is no startup fees. There is no card fee. There's no security fee and no activation fee. It's now instead of $44 a month, it's $47.25. And it doesn't fucking mean anything psychologically to anyone at all, except it's easy to understand. And you're not the guy presenting them with fees because being the guy dropping fees on a person just conversationally sucks. If it's $2, it sucks. I don't. It's 40 bucks, but then it's $2. If, if that fee was $2 instead of 25, they still think it sucks. It doesn't matter. That, if you're going to charge that fee, make it 150 bucks then. Either bake it into your thing or make it expensive so it's actually worth the fucking loss of credibility that you, that you experience when you do this. Because that moment, the mo if that sits anywhere in your shit, I got to say those words to you to explain to you how that goes. Now what? Now I'm going to talk to you about your goals. I'm going to talk to you. I mean, where are we? Or we go from your goals to fees, like nickel and diming you. And it's it's borderline misleading, but I know that's not what you're doing. That's the well, you problem. Just do, you're just you doing do it because everybody does it. Like everybody it just, does. But what's crazy is as a consumer, we all hate it. Yeah. Who? What, last time you ordered a pizza. You have a fucking delivery fee when you order anything. And then they and say, this is not a tip. This right. is not a tip. 
No, this is the fuck you. This is what this is. Yeah. And then it's it's so many things. It's like, oh, I have a, a it's it's everything. And and if you step back and you think about it from a consumer, you hate it as well. And you may not be realizing, just like you said, Tyler's, as a gym owner, you may be doing this and you realize that that's not what you're doing or you don't realize it. But if you step back, be like every single time that the price isn't fucking sales tax sucks. Yeah. It sucks. fucking sucks. It's not what I bought. I wanted a thing that was $12. I have to explain it to my kids. My kids are like, I want this thing. It's $9.99. So that means I have $10. I say, you ain't got enough money. Like, what do you mean I don't have enough money? Well, because there's like this arbitrary fucking thing where they instead, it's actually like $10.05. And now you don't have enough money. Here's another like, tip well, for you out there, guys. Parents, don't ever let your kids think the taxes are okay or normal. They should hate it at every moment because the moment you're like, it's just the way it is. That thing, death and taxes, like it's the only thing that's certain forever is death and taxes. That is an absolute psyop to make you just bend over every time new taxes get rolled over. And he's like, could we get less? So, so just make sure, push back against that. Make sure your kids are empowered to think that the government shouldn't be just taxing the shit out of you forever. And in the same thing. Be like, you know what? I would like to Look not just mirror. be dumping taxes, dumping fees on clients because of no reason. And you're not attached to this. This is the worst part is when I explain this to people, they go, oh, shit. Because you're not attached to it. You don't – that money's nice to get up front because maybe some of these memberships fall off quickly. But just bake it in. Bake it in, bake it in, bake it in. You don't got to raise prices on anyone else who's through the door. And the way – but the way the way this – the reason this is the case, it's, it's not even about anything other – then it's complicated to explain and you lo you're losing. You're losing when you're saying I'm I, what you're doing is you're you're giving up credibility. You're giving you're, you're you're cashing out a little bit here. Anytime you got to explain this, that this is the way it is, even after you've had if you've had a very endearing conversation with somebody about their yeah. goals and about what they're trying to accomplish and about what's in the way. And then you get to the thing. Our top option has this right. Let's say you're doing it our way. Our top option is. All these things that you described that were in the way of you getting your results, and we can guarantee it 12 weeks up front, or we have these other options that are monthly, each of them has a few less services than the other. Take a look, decide what you want. The point of that structure is that everything that they look at, will immediately, they'll immediately go to their budget, what they're thinking of spending, right? And then they'll try to rectify that between that and the products they want, right? And if they can't read it, see it, or have you explain it to them in a moment, very simply and quickly what it is it's too complicated if i gotta go okay but the bottom option that's the membership right but then there's all these activation fees now you're you're in a fucking trust hole dude and it sucks yeah. and 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 if you're you can be good and charming and you can get your way around it you got the best way i've seen guys get around those things is are they just they're almost dismissive about it you 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 assume that the if you kind of give the person the benefit of the doubt that that money doesn't matter to them. You just kind of talk like this, like, like, yeah. And then we just have the startup fees and, and we, and, and you just kind of move on and minimize it without trying to ignore it. That is the best way socially to get through it. But if you're trying to scale up your sales systems and have your coaches do some selling or have a sales team do your selling now, unless they're aces, man, you're just, you're setting them up, you know, you're, you're sending them in with a dull fucking sword and you're sending them into battle and you're just like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, your armor's missing and your shit's broke, but good luck, you know, I and then I'll be mad at you when you don't close higher ticket stuff. And so good. They don't, you don't sell, you don't close high ticket stuff. So whether you get mad, what ends up happening is that you end up getting, because you've already done all those things, you've tied all these dudes hands behind their back and you've caused them to like start way behind the starting line when they're working with somebody, what ends up doing is that they'll close. They'll just close the lowest fucking value thing that you have. Yep. And then you're going to think you got a bunch of fucking aces that are working for your business because man, they're just kicking all sorts of ass with crazy high closing rates. And that's the worst of all is that mm -hmm. you think you're kicking ass and then you're like, well, shit, we're still not making enough money and our guys can't be doing any better. And you're so fundamentally off. You're fundamentally broken all the way back at the expectation step. That it's like, dude, there's so much to unravel here. And the worst part is Tyler, that if you continue to build systems on something that is this broken, that means you are building you are building a fucking tower on faulty foundation. For sure. So you spend a bunch of money building up high and dude, one day all of a sudden everything starts to go. 
there's something that's wrong and you don't know what it is. And in order to fix it, holy shit, the amount of money that it will take mm-hmm. to fucking what you're going to have to tear the whole thing down and build it back up again. Remember this statement, guys. Value should be easy to explain. Cross the board. I should be able to tell you the truth is someone says, what is your membership? What does it cost for me to, if you have 24 hour gym, what does it cost for me to join your gym? Our standalone membership is X amount of dollars per month. That's it. That's it. If you want to commit for a year, it's this, right? You can, that, that's okay. But then you had a car, you had card fees and this fee and activation fees. Those are just tools for you to wave when you like people or wave arbitrarily when you're running a promotion, but that's not, Money's not real. Just raise your price by $2 a month or whatever. Who fucking cares? I just, I can't, you guys cannot, don't pretend like you give a shit about that. And don't pretend like you enjoy telling people that stuff. It's not worth $25 to you. If I was a salesperson and I had to go in, if you have me selling for your gym, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell people that it costs more. So I don't have to tell them that I will. I don't care. I'll just, I'll, I'll completely, cause fuck you and fuck those fees. It's stupid, but you're fucking everybody over and it sucks. So you got to stop doing that. Value should be easy to explain. That's why we use our sales system where it's all about connecting. You make them say the things that they want to do, the time frame they want to do it in that you've kind of said already, what are you trying to accomplish in a few months? Then you're going to lay out very specifically. Perfect. Our top option has the products that identify with the things that you said. You said nutrition and you said you suck at showing up to the gym. Well, personal training will get you there, right? And you need commitment. That's what three, that's what 12 weeks up front will do for you. It's monthly options will get you there. And they're, all of it makes sense to them because they said it connects right to it. There's no weird fucking red tape or tack on shit to this. It, it can't be that way because it's complicated. It's just, it's really, really, really complicated. There's a car dealership in town that I really kind of like. And they have kind of a network of other of other car dealerships in the area, and they make everything super 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 easy. And we bought vehicles for our business before through there, and it's like, hey, we're looking for this and this, and he said, all right, well, let's see what we got. And they just send us the v- send us pictures. Like, what do you think of this one? We have this one at this location, and I have this one here in out of state, but it's coming in. What do you think? And I was like, oh, I kind of, we don't really know. And they said, well, we'll get them both to you tomorrow. And they just bring them both on site. Someone just drives them to us, so we walk out of the office. Oh, we kind of like this one, not that one. Perfect. So, okay, yeah, it's a d- done deal. We'll take the other one back and we'll just send it paperwork. Boom. They just send us over some shit to sign. The bank handles the rest, whatever is done. But it's just, if I can buy anything with just this pen in my hand, just, yeah, we're good. Here's my ID. That's that's what it needs to be. It needs to be that simple. There shouldn't be anything else to explain. It just, it can't be that way. So keep this stuff as simple as possible, Okay. Because again, the worst thing you're going to do is you're going to attract someone with a low value product with an expectation of something that's ten dollars a month and whatever. We're way no active. It's no activation fee, no fees until 2023. That was this gym I like. It's a, I yeah, work yeah, correctly. Yeah. It was like no fees till 2023, but it's like those fees are arbitrary. They are, yeah, and and and, they're, and and so it's it's you go in and we're just not even talking about them. So so already though, I'm like, oh sweet, I get to save on what fees. A one a fee and then I get in and now I want to be now I'm going to be talked about personal training like you're trying to move me up you already convinced me to move down you convinced me that down was the direction we're going and now there's this momentum change because it's not about that that what you've done by convincing somebody that they should come in because your new price is cheap it's cheaper than it was cheaper than it will be in a little bit what you've done is teach them like hey low value lower value let's go lower value and then you come in and start speaking them higher values like I'm not not, I'm not, it's not what I'm here for, dude. Well, it's the same thing you talk about all the time of the object fixation when you're in a fight. Yes. Right. Instead of them fixating on their goals and themselves, what they want to achieve and how you're going to help them do that. We're now just obsessed about how much money am I saving? How much money yeah, am I or, saving? And, and then, the and then when it, not paying? Yeah. And when it's about a discount, what happens is, is now they're, now it's like, well, wait a minute. I thought we were, I thought we were fist fighting and now you got a knife out. Shit. Mm-hmm. Now everything I'm doing is about this knife. It's absolutely about this knife and everything you're doing. Now we're wrestling over this knife and that's the problem. And even if they're not saying anything about it, it just, it costs you something. So let's talk about how to fix it. 
All right, and we've we've alluded to these things as we went, but let's talk. How do you fix this, right? First thing is on the expectations. You need to start talking about it, right? You just you need to start talking about your high value products. Your high value products should be attractive. Personal training is great. It's a premium service. You get to work with somebody directly, one on one, about you, about your goals, about the workout you're trying to get done today. How can you not sell that to somebody? You can't sell to people because you're trying to you're trying to attract low value people. So you're, all you're singing is the low value song. Then you wonder why you get people with deep pockets aren't interested. The guy with deep pockets is not going to the fucking, the, the junky, the junk soul, junk sales used car lot. He's not going there. He's going to the Lexus dealership. Okay. And that's the fact. So can you sing a song that is enticing to somebody who actually wants something to be of high value? That's what you need to start doing. If you're not marketing or doing any advertising or doing, organic content you, you need to do something i don't know if, what are what just compl- then you're, then you're just hoping so what are you doing to attract high value clients start trying to attract high value clients and you will sell high value products stop trying to attract low value clients and sell them high value products you you'll just eat a plate of shit every time and by the way the real benefit of starting to attract high value clients is your life becomes a lot easier as a gym owner you're not dealing with people who are fucking pissing on the floor, who come into your gym eating McDonald's, literally seen that twice this week from different people eating McDonald's in the gym and then working out or post-work. It's, it's nuts to me, but whatever. More power to you. But those people aren't spending two grand a month on personal training services and nutrition coaching and, and making things real easy on you. you know. So just you got to know that the type of people that fucking leave weights – do you think it's the wealthiest people in the world that leave their shopping cart in the middle of the road at the store? No, it's not. It's some do nothing person who doesn't care about anything in their life. doesn't care about value or leaving things better than they found them. And so you're choosing to do business with those people by doing your, your by, by the have a low value product. I'm okay with having a, again, don't take this. Do not be insulted by this term low value, but it's lower value than personal training and high ticket stuff. So, have low, have a low value product. I think every gym should have a lowest value product, but that can't be the only thing you're trying to hook people to. And that's why you're having trouble. That's one of the main reasons. Okay. So you need to fix that because your stuff, your stuff needs to be when you start marketing your high value. Anyone to come in, high value people, low value people, people just seeking results. I think res- getting people results has high value. Now everybody will value those results differently. Some people may want weight loss and only can afford. 40 or 50 or $60 a month. And that's okay. This is the best you can do is your low value product at that point, right? Somebody who wants to lose the same amount of weight, but has more money can put themselves in a situation to be more successful by choosing a high value product. So you need to sing about your high value product. You also need to sing about the benefits of that high value product to everybody in your marketing outwardly, often, 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 often. That doesn't need to cloud over the fact that you have great memberships and affordable rates. You have rates to fit every budget now. We can get everybody results, but we have some premium products as well. Singing the song, like you said, singing the song to people is what's really important. And just like you said, it's how you are then talking. If you feel like you're still hitting the wall and you're not, you're not saying the right goddamn things. So you have to get reps. You have to get the reps in so that you know, how am I explaining this? Because if it feels complicated to you or you feel like, God, this is a, this is long how I'm yeah. explaining this or, or it misses people are looking at you. And again, you get, like you said, the thousand Island stare, right? It's you, you get that forever <laughs> stare, right? It's if you get that forever stare, it means you, it's not their problem. And this is where you can become, you have to be in order to be able to be a good entrepreneur. You have to have a feeling that your shit doesn't stink, that you really are good at what you do. And in fact, you're better at it. That's why fuck your old boss. That's why you're doing it instead. So you have to have that. But you have to also appreciate that your arrogance will also cause you to, as we say, eat a plate of shit on a regular basis. If you can't fucking step back and realize I'm fucking this up. This isn't because the person I'm talking to is an idiot. It's they don't understand what I'm explaining because I'm bad at explaining this. And this is where that constant exercise of simplifying what you're saying and getting better at how you talk about it. You have to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. 
The more you talk about it, the sharper you get, the, the quicker you get. And just like you said, it should be one or two sentences. You should be able to explain anything that you do. And if you're not there yet, then you still are making it confusing. And if you never can get it there, it's because the shit you're trying to talk to them about is too fucking confusing and you need to fix it. Yeah. That concept is important because you need to be selling top down. Okay. Everybody needs to know about your highest value product and you're never going to get someone wanting your $5 bonus deal or whatever come through the door, it's tough to then say, well, what are you looking to accomplish? I'm looking to accomplish a $5 gym membership, dude. Fuck off. Right? That's the stuff you're going to run into. Like, I'm looking to get in your five bucks, but then you told me it was actually going to be 35 and now there's a fee and a card fee and some other shit. Like, I'm I can't I'll tell you what I'm looking to accomplish is getting out this fucking conversation. That's what you're going to get a lot. Okay. Or you're gonna, and, and so what you need to do though, is if, if you remove all that arbitrary nonsense you're putting in, in, in there, you can attract people for a low value product again, like I said before. But when you get in the sales conversation, now from that moment forward, right? If your offer that they got attracted to is directed about them and their results and all this stuff, like I'd rather people come to you because you can help them than them come to you because they heard they can come to you for $5 or $10 or $40 or even $100, whatever it is. I don't want the money, the price to be the reason they came to me. So stop talking so much about your price in your advertising. If you do that, if you talk about results, and, you know, the experience that they're going to have and what they can do for themselves here, what you can do for them. The op Come in. We have lots of options for you. Something that'll fit you to get you. Like by doing that, you're, you're hyper simplifying this process, actually. Because then you come in, you're talking about their goals. They're perfect. This is the top one. This is all the stuff you want or need. And these other things have less of that. Take a look. What do you want to do? And if they're here, if they were price shopping in the beginning and they want to price shop, they're going to look to the bottom. Then they're going to buy the only thing they could ever have bought from you anyways, because that's what they can afford. That's probably the only thing you're ever going to offer them. And they're going to do it and be happier because you didn't dump a bunch of weird fees on their face. You know, it's, that's a, it's a, it's a big one. It's just their, their trust with you should grow throughout the sales process, not mm -hmm. get diminished. And that's the thing I see very often is that they trust you less and less from the moment they walk in your door. And that's a big problem. Because the expectations don't fit. You need to sell top down. And this is a concept that we push constantly here. Downsell, 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 downsell. Here's the best I can do for you. You said you want, you said you want these things. This is what these things are. Again, what do you want to do? Look at these. And they're going to go right to their budget. But that downsell is the principle that we have. I you need to always if someone just says no to your top option. You know, like, like you don't, you're not running through each one. So they're, they're going to downsell themselves. So whatever they want, there's no reason to nudge them up. You just put them in a place to choose based on their buying habits, their budget, their wants their needs and their goals and their mood and their trust with you. But when you do that, that downsell concept is applies all the way to where when I get told somebody can't do, so I only do personal training <clears throat> when I coach people. So I don't end nutrition and all other stuff, but I'm not doing group classes and I'm, I'm not selling a product for myself that is a, base membership or anything like that so when i talk about that to people when i get told no because they maybe they simply can't afford personal training which is very possible by the way it's very likely that someone wants the results i'm speaking of wants to lose some weight and i tell them what it costs and they can't afford it that's it happens a lot right but then what do i do so well i totally understand that i got two other options i can get you on Right. Because yep. then I know budget. I know they simply can't afford the thing. One, I said, I can do, I can do like six months worth of remote. It's, it's a workout bundle for beginners, intermediate, and for some bodybuilding stuff. I can bundle that in with my nutrition coaching. So instead of spending, you know, fucking $2,000 for eight weeks or whatever it's going to be, like you can spend 500 bucks now and you're good to go. Right. And you have, I'll make you a nutrition plan and I'll send this bundle workouts. That's going to get you there. I can't really afford that either. Well, you want the workouts or the nutrition plan? I can split it in half, right? I can do one or the other. But now they've got, they've, they go, oh, okay, okay. And instead of going, trying to convince them why they should spend more, listen, if they've already told you no, <laughs> there's no reason trying to get the yes. I, I hate those sales tactics. I hate it. It's disingenuous and it costs you trust. Trying to convince people sucks. So I can't afford it. Even if they're lying to you, then that's fine. Here's products that are less than everything on here that can still get you. Because it's actually trying to help the person. If they really can't afford it, these things will still help. Off you go. You know, 
And that's it's it's great for almost everything that you do, being able to downsell somebody out. If someone is in your personal training, you can technically downsell them into a small group if you want. But then that group is more profitable for you, right? I can't afford this paying you privately three days a week forever. It's like, perfect, let's go small group. You'll save half your money. But I got three other people in this group. You're at, I'm actually making twice the money for those groups. So know that that downsell principle is is the key. On the sales process thing, we've touched about this a little bit, but to fix it, it just needs to be smooth, man. It just needs to be smooth. What's it cost for me to do business with you? What are you looking for? That's a question you can ask. It's not more complicated. Right? What are you looking for? I just want to join the gym. You just want to join the gym? You got personal training and stuff too? I just want to join the gym. Okay, perfect. Membership is this. You should be able to say that in one sentence. Two, if you do have, and I'm okay if you have, if you have a longer commitment option. I'm okay with mm -hmm. that, right? It's 100 bucks a month, or if you commit for a year, it's... 90 bucks a week, yeah. whatever that is, right? That I'm okay with you, but you should be able to say that quickly and that should not cost you any trust. Okay. I go to a fucking Airbnb and they charge me COVID cleaning fees still and they don't clean anything. That's insane to me. Hotels, hotels don't really do that, but they, what they do, all hotels do now since the COVID stuff is they just don't give you towels or clean now anymore. They like still yeah. don't. We just, we're just not going to service your room while you're here. And now it's because it's good for the environment or whatever. But like, I feel underserved now every time. I feel underserved when I don't get new towels. I feel underserved when someone else doesn't come clean the room. If I go to Airbnb and they're like, dude, I, when we were in Europe, some of those Airbnbs get so far up their own ass. I had to sort the recycling, take recycling A. This is like living there when I used to live there too. It was like, That's I had to take awesome. this type of recycling over to this corner. It's like a block away, right? And if you live there, it's fine. And then this type of recycling goes to this corner. And then the regular trash goes here. And I, I had to do that before I left. And you have to wash the dishes. And then I'm still paying a cleaning fee that is higher because of COVID. Kind of fuck you, you know? It's, and that's how they're going to feel about you. And they may still do business with you. They, you may get them on that minimum, but that minimum costs you everything. That minimum costs you your upside. So don't give up your, your, your high ceiling, upside, high ticket potential. Don't sell all that out for some fees. And don't sell all that out so that you can only advertise how cheap you are. Because that fucking sucks, man. You're, you're playing the wrong game. It's, I do not want to be the cheapest business consultant for gym owners in here. I want to be the best. I may not be in a place to be the most expensive right now, but I absolutely have no desire to be the most affordable person to work with. I don't care at all about being that. That's not, the, that's not my jam. Do you know how much work that is? This is like we talked about with your business, John, with the other business you worked with is Again, the people that spend the least amount of money are the ones who disrespect your property the most, cause you the most headaches. Here's the other thing. Those are the ones that cost you your credibility towards attracting high-ticket people. Mm -hmm. you, here's, I'll give it, do a little thought experiment here, okay? What if your gym was only $1 a month? These principles are, I would say, nearly universal. So let's turn the scale of price all the way down. What if it costs $1 a month to join your gym as a member, to join your gym membership purely, Right. And you'd get a bunch of people. I bet you would. I really, truly. If it was a dollar a month and there was no no, and no headaches, one dollar a month for your first year. How good of a reputation is your gym going to have by the end of that year? From the experience, what if somebody has extra money to spend and doesn't and is whatever, goes to your gym still because they like you right now, but you have, now you have a bunch of one dollar a month people in there. Is your high ticket, the person who has the ability to buy high ticket stuff, going to even stick around for that? No, because you're going to attract a bunch of people who are going to walk in, you know, smoking cigarettes in the parking lot, <laughs> coming in smelling like booze, wearing muddy boots on the gym floor. Like there's that type of stuff. We were in a spot the other day where someone was wore like muddy shoes in the sauna, dude. Like, you know who doesn't do that? People who spend 600 to to $1,000 a month. They don't. The, they don't. The gym that I train at has a sign that's brand new that says, don't wear your muddy shoes onto the floor. Isn't that crazy? Because all it is is a monthly membership, and just yeah. about anybody can afford it. So you're just going to deal with those types of issues. The other issue that you're going to deal with, like just to, to harp on, like the things that you know or you're dealing with, and you're not quite making the connection. If you have to, if you have to sell somebody, and then when you break down what the pricing is, it's like, man, but I don't get paid until Friday, so I could only give you like a little bit here. And then maybe I could get get you like if you could charge me next Thursday at 6 p.m. And then what I can do if that is what you're dealing with, 
you're charging too little. Yeah, this is the truth. I get when I get this is the, that. By the way, that's the that's the sole factor when I get a lead that comes from the gym versus leads that I create externally from my own brand and platform. Right, my people know what it costs before we get too far into the conversation. My people don't like almost never ask me to split up the payments. It's all up front usually. They want to go monthly. It's it's whatever. But like they they I I can do it. I just don't offer it necessarily. But I bet I get asked that one out of every 10 times from the leads that I create. Leads that I get from that come up from the gym from low value seekers for my high value products. First thing that they ask once they see the pricing and the arrangements is, okay, can we split that up? Like, yeah, yeah, we can. Of course, I don't normally do it, but I will. You know, we can certainly do it this way if you want. And they say, when do you want to start? And it's like, um, maybe, and then, and then, you know, like when they have to delay the start three weeks, four weeks, cause they don't have any money. It's like, why are you having this conversation about a personal trainer? Yep. Why are you even, you know, and it's because like, we just think that everything costs $5 because we're low value people. We came to a low value place and that's, it's really, really rough. I, I had one the other day that was, you know, person wants to accomplish their thing waived which is their right to do like didn't want to do any of the higher level service didn't want nutrition coaches i just want the training so one time a week guys one time at that point i'm like kind of a no but i was doing somebody a favor and i said all right let's we can do this but i'm gonna need like four weeks up front like you know what i mean i'm not running payments one time it's not worth my time to keep it on my calendar that person then wanted like five o'clock in the morning I said no <laughs> like no i'm not gonna get up at five o'clock in the morning for your one session that you're paying me that you probably won't get very far with like, it doesn't put me in a chance to make you successful if that's what you're seeking because you're seeking the lowest amount of commitment that you possibly can commit to and even worse then when i said no that's not going to work and then it's well, can we do it the next week i said yes and then when can we run the payment the time they wanted me to run the payment was a week or two after our first session mm they won't have any money until then and i said that's not how that's going to work so when you get the money for this thing you can message me back and i'll no, don't give anybody time don't give anybody time on your calendar don't don't create a lot of space for you, these the lowest value people are going to create the most space in your business they're going to take up a yes. ton of fucking space a ton of energy and it sucks for you it really 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 sucks for you and what you're trying to sell them may not be what's best for them and this is where you really can come from this. If you come into this and you think, man, like these guys are fucking assholes not wanting to help the poor, right? <laughs> and it's okay. Like just step back for a second and think about it. Like logically, if you have somebody that doesn't have enough fucking money, like $0 in their bank account, zero. And that's why they can't do your personal training service. They shouldn't be fucking buying your personal training service, but there may be, they want to make a change. Mm -hmm. There probably is, as you laid out, Tyler, a downsell option, something that's not that most expensive thing where it's like, you know what, for where you're at right now, we should probably start, start here. This is something that is achievable and you build on this. And this is something where it's like, gives you time. Now you, yeah. it's. To, that and, person, and that's the right thing to do yes and that person would and that's the problem as once they tell me no i don't want to do anything on the nutrition stuff they only want what they only want they want what they want it's okay mm -hmm. but here's the truth what's going to help that person the most if i gave you a 12-week nutrition plan you're going to pay for and then you know six months worth of remote workouts that'll fit your you know you can so you'll always have something to do in the gym but again, they only are usually paying at that point just to show up one time a week because it means they'll show up. And and again, they and once people usually forego when they when they're asking, begging for weight loss because it's important, and they forego those nutrition services while they admit that they have problems with food, um, yep. know that they're very likely choosing to be unsuccessful. They're choosing to not make that part of the change. And you can do whatever you want with it, but like, yeah, don't. So again, this is a like the example I told you. I'm not working with that person. It's never going to be worth it for me. And in the end, it probably wouldn't be worth it for them. Even if no matter what I would charge or how little or how much, it's just not worth it. A person instead of spending $200 for one session a week with me or 300, it's almost 300 at that commitment. because It's just too little, not worth my time. But who's going to, who's going to do that? Well, Christ, just, just make a, make an actual commitment to yourself. Then if right. money is that tight, just make an actual commitment to yourself. You're better off spending that money, spend 300 bucks a month upgrading your food. Stop if, buying the cheap, the cheap, exactly. shitty, low quality stuff and just, and just go 
buy the take that 300 bucks and buy the highest quality meats instead of the cheapest meats that you buy that you can buy stop buying processed foods make find a way if eating healthy is expensive which it's not that's a lie. Um, it really isn't. Um, if eating healthy truly was expensive, then is more expensive than, than win that battle with that money. Because that's what's going to get the weight off you. Not me for 60 minutes a week. It's stupid. But if all you're selling is one fucking thing, you don't get to do the right thing. You end up just being somebody that's trying to churn and burn motherfuckers. And yep. now all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I mean, this is this is all we got. Like, I don't well, know. We better start tacking on fees then to make it worth it because these people keep pissing on the floor and I got to have the bathroom clean twice a day now. And that's the shit you start running into. So, guys, that's got, we wrapped up, got us wrapped up today. I hope we covered everything. Um, yeah, this is an important concept. This is a thing that we've is universal across all businesses. It really, really is. Expectations are key. Your process should be simple, smooth, and easy. If anyone is confused... When you're explaining to them what you can do for them, it's your fault. It's your fault. Either the expectation was wrong or the process was too complicated. Always remember that explaining value should be very simple. It should be simple and everyone should understand as soon as it read. I should know why it's awesome, right? Why does this car kick ass? Why is this car $100,000? It goes really fucking fast, dude. Okay. <laughs> right? That's not that, not a little fast, a lot of fast, right? That's, that's you know, but... That's an oversimplification, but I do think it's true. And stop being cheap and start being awesome. It's really important. Who Don't give a shit about being the cheapest. I would really like you. Maybe you can't be the best. Maybe you don't want to be. Maybe If you're just kind of a down-home place, be, but be the best for the people you're trying to, to attract, and that's the mm -hmm. difference. What is The best is defined very differently for different people, but you need to find a way how you can be the best for the people that you want to attract. And if you want to only attract low value people, you don't get to complain that you're having a hard time selling big ticket stuff or that your gym is really tough to manage because your clients suck. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. And if you're not selling personal training, it's usually those, those are the reasons. So keep it simple guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We will uh, be back next week. Make sure you go to the link in the description. Join the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. We're going to be doing some special episodes here in the next couple of weeks for uh, some of our uh, martial arts studios, grappling gyms, striking gyms, and all that stuff. So I'll be sending serve out surveys out to all y'all real soon. If you haven't got one uh, by the time you're hearing this, shoot me a message, and I will send you one so we can kind of figure out what types of questions, issues um, you guys are having because we now have, I would say, at least a dozen gyms Eight, somewhere between eight and 12 uh, gym owners who own martial arts studios and combat sports gyms in our network. So let's get rocking and rolling. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Go to, go to revolution.com If you want to get in the gear Academy, the gear Academy is the spot. If you want to start working with us right away, we can make your business better, make you better as a CEO, help you with your decision-making and execution, help you with processes, whatever else it needs to be. We don't sell systems. We don't sell CRMs. We don't sell all that stupid shit. We're just going to help you help your business become more awesome and more profitable right now. So if you want in that, get started at gymownersrevolution.com. Link is in the description for that. Follow at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone on Instagram. It's Tyler E-F-F, I-N Stone, and John. At JBanksFL. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.